Have you heard about Salt River Automotive? Not only are we open for business and ready to serve you, we are sponsors of the BS in the Morning show on Westplex 107.1. Check us out on Facebook at Salt River Automotive LLC. See you soon. Westplex 107.1, it's BS in the Morning. Uh, this is Brad. I'm a little problem. I got had a tooth taken out yesterday, so I don't know if you can hear me too well my mouth is a little bit i still have some pain in my mouth but i, th- I think i sound just normal i think i sound like i normally sound so so welcome okay, to smarty pants wel- welcome to bs in the morning where you know we would never ever ever have anybody on the air who sounds like marble's mouth because we know that would really aggravate a lot of people so uh we you know if someone was like injured we would never put them on the playing field so to speak with with you know with on our radio station because we know that would be obnoxious yeah okay so thank you brad Yes, I had a tooth pulled over at Elm Dental yesterday. Oh, oh that was you that had the I tooth pulled? I called him because I had gauze in my mouth. And and I sounded like that. And he's like, I'll just talk to you later. I go, no, I won't book you. No. Well, she, she calls me and, and it's you're like, like, you sound like you're in pain. I got gauze in my mouth. And I keep saying, Shelly, I'll talk to you later. You know, and and what did I say? It wasn't about me. It was like I know how that is, and when you get something like oral surgery done, where you have like a tooth pulled, you know, if you're if you're and and I'm not. Don't take what I'm gonna say the wrong way. You're gonna get offended oh, I when never I say this. Do. But when <laughs> when you're flapping your jaws, it's not good because it aggravates all the junk in your mouth that just got all disturbed. You know what I'm saying? When the dentist is in there ripping and tearing, and then they send you home, you should go home, lay down, and and you know what? Shut your pie hole, right? <laughs> You're so very funny. Brad. I mean, Shut I don't. Your pie you know, hole. I, I always try to put things in the best the best possible terms, and you know, sometimes I've been. Yes, you do, and and you really hit hit it on the head so, with that last. Sometimes comment. I've been accused of being like you know too milk toast. You know what I mean? Too like if I see something. Do you use that word? Yeah. If if, if I see That's something. That's my mom's word. Oh yeah. Well, you know, we we that was on the list. Remember <laughs> that list? That was one of the worst. Yes. You know, and it's really funny because I always told that to Tiffany. My mom always told that to Tiffany because Tiffany was a very, or is a very, you know, sensitive person. She's like an empath. Right. And I'm like, honey, there's always going to be mean girls. There just is. It doesn't matter. Right. If you've, if it's grade school or if it's, you know, adult, adult life, there will always be that one person. Right. So don't be milk toast. Right. Well. And that's me, because I never stand up for myself, and I always get rolled over, and, you know, I mean, it's one of those things. Well, you, know? you there's, that's I mean, true to some I mean, degree, but, um, I mean, yeah, I've never seen you be milk toast. I mean, never. I, I, what, what's, what's, what's sad about it is yesterday, I was at a store, and a lady came up and tapped me on the back, and she said, I said, do you know there's a sign on your back? And I go, what is it? And she pulled it off, it was taped to my back, and it said, abuse me, hit me. I'm an easy target. I'll never fight back. And I go, oh, God. That got on me again. Where'd it come from? Because <laughs> I didn't put it on there. Did you? Shelly, oh, Shelly, You're, you're Shelley. lying, aren't you? Um, well, it happens all the time. Big, fat, BS <laughs> it, lie. It happens all the time. <laughs> yeah, it goes along with my little saying on the forehead, but... I won't. Uh, 
I won't repeat what it says. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. So guess what? How do I sound? Uh, I'm sorry. I didn't understand what you said. What did you say again? <laughs> How do I sound? I can't quite understand. It sounds like you got gauze in your mouth. No, but I will <laughs> if you keep up your shenanigans. You sound fine. Are you okay this morning? Do you feel okay? I do feel okay. okay. My mouth is a little sore, but other than that. But but I, I have my little baby teensy-weensy microphone on a big old microphone stand, so I don't have to hold it. Wow. I mean, but... but is 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 was that what the dentist recommended? Is that why you had to have the tooth pulled because you had the the microphone in your hand and and it caused you to have a problem with your tooth? Basically, yes. Oh, okay, okay. Well, you know what? You can get workman's comp for that. You know, you can you can take me to court and and you know get like you know you can call Brown and Crouppen and probably get three million dollars for that. You know what I mean? And then I they could do that. And then they can change their their sign. It sounds to, like a plan, actually. Then they can say that change their sign that you know we've recouped one. One billion, three million dollars. You know, and the three million will be yours. Yeah, kind of like McDonald's. Over a million burgers sold. You know, I, I miss that they do that. Can, can I tell you something? I'm I'm amazed at things, and I get these guys all the time. That and I went to a couple of these seminars. I've always been fascinated by real estate, and you know what? Quite honestly, I should be doing it. I I I told you this bizarre story, and I'll tell the story next hour. Um, a, a, anyway, um, the, the point being is I, I get these, I, I get these emails from all these real estate guys and all, some of these guys are flippers and some of these guys are like, Hey, take my course and I'll teach you how to invest. And I got one yesterday that talked about, you know, the down, you know, the problems with, you know, and what this guy was essentially saying, you don't want to be a, you know, you don't want to be a landlord. You, you want to invest in, he was pitching some particular kind of property to invest in. I can't even remember what it was. But what caught my attention was, he says, uh, you know, here's some of the problems that you get if, you know, everybody talks about how great it is to have all these rental properties and own a duplex or, uh, you know, uh, uh, own a, you know, a four-family flat and have, you know, all these people send you a check every month and it's wonderful and your rent, you know, your mortgage payment's a thousand and you get three thousand in rent and man, life's good and all that kind of stuff. So, He's like giving you these tips, and the number one is how to deal with a professional tenant. And I went, a professional tenant? What is that? And it talks to somebody that sits there and moves in. They don't pay rent. They get evicted, and they move into another place. And well, well, but that was they the do thing. the same thing. They get evicted, but they don't leave. And yes, you're exactly right. That's exactly what it is. And I'm yeah. going, and and you know, and the guy says, "Here's how you deal with professional tenants." And he lists this whole thing. You know, check their references. Blah 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 blah. But one of the things is, if you still, if you've you know evicted them and you've gone through the court proceeding, and talks about how these people know the court system and they can battle their way through the court system, and, and they'll end up in your house for a, you know a year and you can't get them out. And you know what one of the one of the ways was what offer to pay them off I'm sorry what offer to pay them off pay who off the tenant basically paying them to live there no paying them to leave you go to them and you go look this is ridiculous I'm not playing this game. I know you're really good at this. I know this is what you do. You never pay rent. You know, you just bounce from place to place to place. I'll tell you what. I got $1,000 right here. And you know what? I'm going to give it to you. 
when you're, the moving truck shows up and you pack your stuff up and you're gone. And I'm going to have a paper that you're going to sign. And when you know when when you're you know when you when the stuff's in the truck, and my locksmith can come in and change the locks, I'm going to stroke your palm with ten one hundred dollar bills. Do we have a deal or what? And I'm going like what? You're going to pay them? They haven't paid you any money, and yet you're going to pay them to move out? And the thing we talked about, like, you know, I know this is distasteful to some of you, but it works. I'm going like, man, you know what? I'm living my life the wrong way. I'm thinking to myself, first off, I'm thinking to myself, you know, all these people are selling courses, right? You know, hey, take my course. And you know, there's a guy, you know, I mean, you know, very, very talented guy that I get stuff from all the time. You know, you know, hey, you can make a living doing voiceovers. The guy's name is Bill DeWeese. He's out of Chicago, and he's a former radio guy, and this is all he does. He teaches courses on how you can become a voiceover guy. And, you know, and once again, I don't have anything against him, but the problem is if you got a voice like this and you take his course, you're still going to have a voice like this. You know what I'm saying? And nobody's going to hire you. You know, or you could have a wonderful deep voice and, you know, like have, the voice of God and have perfect enunciation and you don't have to take your course and you can make lots of money just because you have a beautiful voice. You know what I'm saying? It's like if you're Thank like you. if you're like an attractive woman who's like, you know, in her 20s, who's just a knockout, you know, she, well, that leaves me out. Well, she doesn't have to take a course how to be a model. You know, she can just sort of show up. And, That's not necessarily accurate. Well, but Being a model is hard. I get it. But in other words, the idea being is that she's got the natural talent. She's got the natural ability to do that. And she doesn't have to take a stupid course. You know, I mean, and, you know, and 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 whereas somebody who, you know, like some guy like me, who's an old, ugly guy. I could take that stupid, you know, modeling course and never get a job, you know, because I'm an old, ugly dude. You know what I mean? It's like, well, you know, you know, I, you know, I go, well, I took the the Joe Smith School of Modeling class online, and I graduated with, you know, I graduated at number one in my class. Yeah, you're an old, ugly dude. We don't need old, ugly dudes for models. Sorry, bye, see ya. I actually took modeling lessons. I was a model for a little, little, little stint yeah, when but, I was younger. But you get what I'm saying. I get what you know. It's it's to the point where where like you can teach these goofy courses. But going back to this professional tenant, I'm going like, you know what? What am I doing? I should just do that for the rest of my life. You know, I find some guy. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, it looks great. Yeah, I'll rent it. You know, rent some you know house in Ladue or something like that. Yeah, I live in Ladue. Yeah, come on by, I live in Ladue. And then when I don't ever send him a check, you know, like three, four months goes by, and then all of a sudden, uh, you know, they get starting to get, you know, the the landlord starts sending me nasty grams. The sheriff comes and serves me, and I'll just say, well, I'll just wait till they pay me to leave, because I'm not going anywhere. Because I can tell them, hey, I'm an old guy. You know, my bones creak. You're trying to evict an old person <laughs> yeah, that's right, sick right, and riddled right, 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 with right. Um, ailments I'm, I'm and bad comorbid, shape. and you're trying to kick him out of right, his house. Right. Well, look, what you, look what you're doing to me. Look what you're doing to me. I mean, you know, I, mean I, I, I don't live in the nicest house in Ladue. This is like a smaller house in Ladue. But, you know, I mean, you're trying to kick an old guy out? Come on. You know. Yeah. Uh, so. It's really funny. This is kind of on topic, but not really. So when I worked for the FAA, there was a gentleman that was a very seasoned technician. His name was David Kelly, and um, I hope this would, is I hope this is uh, going to be a good story. Now that you mentioned his name, 
Do what? I said, I hope this is going to be a positive story now that you've mentioned his name, because otherwise, you know, his Brown and Crouppen's going to call us up. Your, your morning it's a show. Good story. It, it's it. I tell you what. So, ho- ho- um, him and um, what, ho- what, hold on a minute. Hold on a minute. A younger technician no, got what, into what, cross what, what, purposes. What, 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 no, hold on a minute. Hold on a minute. Because I'm running way behind. It's all my fault. Here, let's pick that up next break, and, oh, and we'll talk about that. Okay, 644. Westplex 107.1. It is BS the morning. I'm Shelly. She's Brad. Shelly was uh, going to continue her story, but I have to say, say Shelly. You name names, and so far the story doesn't sound like a real positive story. This is not going to get me sued now, is it? No, it's just a cute little story. Okay, so you got this guy you work with, and you said he's a senior tech, which means he's all of, let me think, he works for the government, he's near retirement, that would put him at what, 48? Yeah, something like that. <laughs> no, that would be air traffic controllers. No, they're 56. <clears throat> Airway facilities is different. Okay. So anyway, so him and this younger technician got cross-purposes, and Dave leans back and he says, well, we got two choices here. We can take it outside and you may, you can hit me and, 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 and that would be okay, but I'll hit you back. And he says, two things are going to happen here. One, you're going to get in trouble for beating up an old man. Or two, you're gonna get you're gonna get a whole bunch of flack for letting an old man beat you up. Which is it gonna be? Isn't that cute? So what happened? They they talked it out and went to the boss. But I just thought that was so cute and that happened gosh, twenty years ago and I've never forgotten it. Well, but what's interesting about that is think about the current situation in right now and take out old man and insert other things to the point where you're in a lose-lose situation. You know, it's to the point right. where... Well, that's kind of what he was saying. You know, you are in a lose-lose situation. Right, right. I get it. And, and, and you know what? It's it's negotiation. You know, it's negotiation 101. It's to the point where, where sometimes, you know, I, you know there's I, I read some of these books. There's a guy that's making the rounds. He's been around for a while. He's on a lot of different talk shows, and he's got a book out. And he's, I believe he's an ex-FBI negotiator. And uh, it's pretty interesting because he says certain things that are just so, so, um, um, you know, I mean, like almost counterintuitive, but you'd go, well, that's not going to work, you know, when he talks about how it does. I mean, like, for example, I had a situation, and I've rarely, rarely done this. I've never told you this story. This happened to me a couple months ago, where I had a situation, I won't give the exact things, where I had somebody coming after me. And and there was a third party involved who was so shall we say mediating, mediating something, and this guy said all sorts of nasty things and and you know and made some nasty accusations, and I didn't say anything, which you know is un, is uncharacteristic for me, and right I didn't say anything, and ten seconds went by nobody said anything, fifteen seconds went by nothing happened twenty seconds went by. 30 seconds went by, and finally the neutral third party said, well, aren't you going to address that? And I go, I think you can realize how outlandish what he said was, and there's no reply necessary. <laughs> and, wow, that's, that's good for you. Well, and it was one of those things where it was like, it was like 
okay, you know? I mean, I mean, sometimes, sometimes, and, and you see this, you know, because once again, this is my goofy, stupid thing. I always talk, you've heard me talk about this before, Brad School of Dime Store Psychology, okay? Yes. If somebody comes up to you and says something nasty to you, they, they know, at least they, they hope, they're counting on you became, becoming upset and saying something nasty at them, right? Yeah. So in other words, they're controlling you. They're they're making they're doing something which nobody controls me, Brad. Well, but you know what I'm saying. They're doing something that's that's pre that's pre sort of pre calculated. That okay, I'm going to go up to Shelly and I'm going to say that I think that that she sounds terrible on the air in the morning and that that BS in the morning show sucks and I can't believe anybody listens to it. And you know you enjoy doing the show, but you, yet they listen to it because well, they think it sucks. Well, it's like it's like Rush Limbaugh always says. He says I have two groups of listeners: the people who love me and the people who hate me. And he says the people who hate me are the biggest listeners. So anyway, but but the point being <laughs> is it's true. And and like for example, and here's to me this is like one of the most classic examples. And the kid that did it was 17 years old. This Nicholas Sandman guy who's now just making book. I'm making bank over the fact that he's suing all these TV networks and they're paying him off. The goofy thing where he's with his church at the um, the pro-choice, uh, no, the the anti-abortion rally in D.C. You know what I'm talking about? Happened a couple of years I ago. I do. Yeah. And 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 he's wearing his MAGA hat and his bunch of his kids and they're from some Catholic high school in Kentucky, right across the the Ohio River from from uh, uh, Cincinnati, and a bunch of these crazy weird black Israelites, you know, are just saying nasty stuff to him and yelling and screaming at him and, you know, MFing him and the whole bit. And they didn't say anything. The kids didn't react. And then this weird Indian dude, you know, walks up with his drum and sparks, you know, bonk, bonk, bonk in the kid's face. And the kid did nothing, didn't say anything, didn't, you know, didn't push, didn't move, you know, just stood there and smiled at the guy. And remember the TV networks went, oh, look, look what he's doing to this Indian guy. This guy's a veteran. He's terrible. And I'm going like, okay, he did nothing. You know, he didn't say, hey, dude, out of my face. He didn't MF him. He didn't, you know, he didn't anything. He just stood there and just sort of smiled at the guy, okay? And the interesting thing about that was, do you know why the TV networks went nuts over that? I do not. It's Brad's School of Dice Norris Gycology. He did something that nobody thought he would do. He was confronted. He was, you know, he was yelled at. He was screamed at. They, you know, they yelled obscenities at him. You know, this Indian comes up and beats a drum in his face and, you know, whatever the heck he's doing. And he just stood there. And the idea being was, well, he's disrespecting this Indian, and this Indian's a, a veteran. And I'm going like, okay, so what do you want him to do? Punch the guy? Do you want him to yell at him? That's what everybody expected because he was being drawn into a conflict, and he didn't say anything. Once again, it's that negotiating tactic of you just don't say anything. You know, I mean, I mean, like, like, and once again, I mean, I heard this thing the other day. It's called diffusion of anger. Well, well, but once again, I heard this divorce attorney. I mean, I watch all these weird YouTube videos and this guy's giving advice. Actually, it was a TikTok video. I think I talked about this. And the guy said, okay, if you ever get into a, you know, deposition and, you know, and your, your wife's attorney is like in your face and asking all these questions and, you know, they'll say like, you know. Is it true that that on the the fourteenth of 
of September that you, you know, uh, uh, took your wife's car and took it to the car wash and cleaned it out? Yes or no? And and he said he said answer the questions that you know that like you'd say yes I you know and never say anything else yes and if they try to trick you with the question well you can't answer yes or no okay yes or no tell me that you 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 uh, went to the store and tell me what you bought at the store in your wife's credit card and the response is you just sit there for a minute and then your response is I'm sorry but I can't answer that with a yes or a no. And the idea being is then the guy has to rephrase it. You know, so in other words, you start controlling the conversation because he's trying to back you into a corner. And you hear this like in the congressional hearings and things like that, like, the, you know, like in the in the Trump thing when they're trying to impeach him. These senators are going, yes or no. Was it true that, you know, you have a hangnail on your third finger and that it caused great, uh, you know, great uh, pain when you shook hands with Mr. Smith? And it's like, okay, whatever, <laughs> yes or no, you know, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And the, example, I do. and the example you gave is great in that what your guy did, he backed the guy into a corner, you know? Okay, let's go outside. Yeah, you punch me. And, you know, and, and then what the guy, if the guy would have, you know, if the old guy would have gotten punched by the young dude at, at work, he should have just crumpled on the ground. And like pretend that he got knocked out, you know, and then it's like, OK, this young dude punched out the old guy, knocked him out. Or the other thing was, let's say the old dude's like black belt jujitsu or something like that. And the young guy takes a swipe at him and the old guy, you know, goes Chuck Norris on him. You know what I mean? And does a swipe kick and kicks his legs out from underneath him and then, you know, punches him a couple times in the gut, you know, and, and go, OK. Are you, are you going to say nasty things to me now? That's how it should end. You know what I mean? That's the one you hear people going like, yay, we love it. You know what I'm saying? Yes, I do. Have I lost See, it? now wasn't that a good story? Well, yeah, but you, when you start naming names and workplace incidents, I'm going like, and I hope that guy's retired, right? Yeah, he's retired. And and so so they mediated the problem and everybody was happy. Yes. Okay, I get it. I actually went to the boss with him as well. See, he called me a princess. See, the sad thing, the sad thing about this is that once again that that you've got the eh, I don't even know if I want to say this or not. You've got You know, and I have the utmost respect for this man. He was a mentor to many and he really did uh change the the NAS, taking care of the NAS at Lambert. Nobody knows what that is, but anyway, we'll talk about that. National <laughs> airspace. Okay, but nobody knows what that is. Only only former pilots like myself are current pilots know that. You know, I mean, I, you know what's so interesting to me is that there's so many different, you know, jobs and things like that that have their own language. And you start, like, I can sit here because this is what you do. I can start talking to you about ATCs, and you know what I'm talking about. And I can, you know, talk about, you know, the approach end of one, two, and you know exactly what I'm talking about. You know what I mean? You know, like, a, a, you know you know what I'm saying? I mean, you, you, you get I that. I do. You know, and, and but yet people go like, I don't know, what's he talking about? You know, ATC, what is that? Like, all things considered on NPR? Or, you know, I mean, like. No, air know. traffic control. Right, 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 right. You know, and in our business, I can say things like, hey, Shelly, you know, you know, you know, uh, uh, Westplex 107's got a little problem. The STL is is uh, the you know the transmitter is uh, you know failing, and we're not getting a good signal at the receive end on the STL. And you know exactly what I'm talking about. But most of the people go like, "What's he talking about? I have no idea," you know. 
we got to take a break. And then I have a great topic, our next topic here. What and is it? I will just give it. I'll, give, I'll, I'll tease it by saying under promise, over deliver. And I will give you. That's a, your mantra. That's, will, that's what I, you've always taught me. I will give you the incredible, incredible example that's being done on a national scale. And for the last two days, it's been going on. And it'll probably go on more today. And it'll probably get worse. And it's really funny. And you'll get a kick out of it. You ready? I'm ready. 701. Westplex 107.1. It is John Mayer, the guy that every woman swoons over. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, he's got a, a really high swoon factor. Well, but when you look at him, to me, he's not the best looking dude. He's not a Brad Pitt kind of guy. But you know what? You know what he, he can do that, you know, that the women just go crazy over? Sing. He can play that axe. You know what I'm talking about? The axe? Yeah, axe. It's musician no. slang for guitar. He called your axe. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. And and I have to tell you, my oldest son, no, my middle son, Blake, one day, you know, once again, my mom, I've been in the radio business a long time. My mom never listened to me on the radio, ever. Never once did she ever hear me on the radio. I but, actually believe that she did that. No, no, true story. I'm telling you, she hated you the radio. You don't know. I know for a fact. I asked her. She, I, I, this is a woman who, when my mom and dad used to order cars, they would never buy my mom. You know, my mom was weird about a lot of stuff. She would always say, well, we, we, we'll never buy a car off the lot because all those cars in the lot, those new cars, there's something wrong with them. That's why they're on the lot. Because if the smart people order a car, if you're a smart person, you don't buy a car off the lot because it's been damaged or there's something wrong with it or the manufacturer did something wrong with it. You buy a car, you order it. And that's why you get it. She ordered it and deleted the radio. You can't do that anymore. But back in the day, you could delete, you know, the radio. And she deleted the radio. When before, you know, I had my own car, like when I was 15. So when I drove, I had my own car. But occasionally, my car, you know, things would fall off of it. <laughs> or, the, you know, or it wasn't drivable. I had it up on jack stands. I was working on it. So occasionally, I would drive her car. And she would yell at me when, because of the fact, man, turn that radio on, you know, put turn the volume up, you know. Come back to the house, turn the key off, you know. She'd go in, get in the car, drive it. And she sometimes she'd literally come out of the car and come inside and go, I told you I don't listen to the radio. I turned on my car and the radio was blaring. You do not do that in my car. I said, so I can't listen to radio in your car? Well, you can, but you better make sure that when you bring my car back that the radio's turned off. Okay, I'll do that. It was my mom. Never heard me on the air. Okay, so my son, Blake, who once again, I don't think he's ever listened to me on the air. Sometime, I don't know, I'm going somewhere. You'd and he's surprised the people no, that listen no, no, to no. us, Brad. He's, he's picking me up, and he picked me up in his car, and he's a CD guy. You know, in the, in the back in the day, he was like, you know, burning. He wasn't burning mixtapes. I mean, you know, making mixtapes. He was burning mixed CDs. And he's got some, like... Super duty Casey style, you know, song like you know some guy shredding his axe, you know, playing his guitar, and I'm going, man, that guy's good. Who is that? And he looks at me, goes, that's John Mayer. I go, no, it's not John Mayer. He sings all those stupid love songs, you know, love on the weekend. No, and he says, no, he's that's John Mayer, and I'm going, no, he's not. And so I actually went back and looked it up in Wikipedia, and. 
he's like rated like one of the top hundred guitar players like in the country. And not like strumming along to like, you know, love on the weekend. Or if you remember his first big song was, God, we don't play that anymore, but that's been, I don't know, what, 20 years ago? Where, bubble toes or no bubbly? that no that wasn't he didn't do bubble toes um he didn't no i don't think Who that did? was him i don't wasn't him but it was the one about the 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 you know like like i can't remember i'll look it up it's big song so but but so anyway like my son is into john mayer and supposedly he does he has like two versions of himself he does like the acoustic concerts where you know all the women oh it's john mayer oh we're so lucky to go to a John Mayer concert, have him sing all these love songs to us, and we don't have a boyfriend, but he's he's our virtual boyfriend. Oh, we would love a guy just like him. Isn't that like what you'd do, Shelley, if you were single, right? <laughs> so, so what do you think? There's then you flip a switch, and he's like Joe Guitar, you know, hero. You know what I mean? He's like you know shredding the guitar and you know and doing solos and doing the thing like you know like the classic. Back to the Future, where uh, Michael, uh, you know, uh, Michael, what's his name, uh, you know, is is impersonating Chuck Michael Berry. Michael J. Fox. Yeah, you know, and he's impersonating Chuck, Chuck Berry when he flashed back to his high school, you know, before he was born. So anyway. Yes. Okay. Okay. Here's what I want to talk about. What uh, do you want to talk about? Under promise, over deliver. Okay. Okay. And I'm going to give some general examples, and I'm going to give you a specific example, which I just find so funny. Okay. Let's say you call up a guy and your grass needs to be cut and you see a sign on your, you know, what they call a bandit sign in your neighborhood. You know, it's like hand lettered, you know, I'll cut your grass. Call me. And you call the guy up and you say, how much? And the guy says, well, I'm just getting started and I don't have the best lawnmower. My blades are sort of dull and my weed whacker it doesn't work real well. Um, and you know, I've only cut one or two lawns in my life. Um, I'll cut it for 10 bucks. And you go like, eh, 10 bucks. I'll take a shot. Okay. So the guy shows up and you leave to go to the grocery store or whatever. And you come back and it's done. And it's the best lawn cut job you've ever seen in your life. Oh my God! It's it's beautiful. It's got stri- You know, he's he's got the striping kit on his lawnmower, and you got the perfectly you know, manicured. Right, right. Lawn. everything is is like perfect. You know, the edging is perfect. You know, there's not one blade. It looks like the like you know the the golf course crew came over and did your lawn, right? And you go like, holy crap, ten bucks? Huh? Um, here's a twenty. Keep the change, right? Under promise, over deliver. Okay, so. The the flip side of that is if the guy says, well, I'm a professional lawn care guy, and I've been doing this for years, and, you know, I used to work for the PGA, and I used to manicure those, you know, those greens you see on TV when they're playing the PGA tournaments, I, I did that. Okay, fine. How much is, is Oh, it's $150, cut your lawn. And you go, okay, well, 150 is a little high, but man, if you're that good, and you give him 150 bucks, and the guy rips it up, you know, doesn't edge, doesn't do anything. Once again, he overpromised and underdelivered. Okay, so yesterday I read this story, and and I know people are going to go, oh, here he goes, he's Joe bash, he's he's Joe Biden bashing. Okay, the story is about how how now all the People who are around Joe Biden are going like, well, you know, Joe's not really good in debates. And, you know, 
Um, he's just Joe. And on the 29th, when uh, you know he's there with with uh, with uh, uh, with Trump and with uh, you know that that guy from Fox who's just going to grill him and you know and slice him and dice him, you know he's not he's not very good. He's just he just sort of Joe Average. And here's one of the quotes. Okay, I'm going to read this word for word. And former communications director for Pete Buttigieg presidential campaign, Liz Smith shared a similar sentiment, saying that his gaffe-making is, quote, part of his appeal. Okay? I'm continuing the quote from Liz Smith, who is now a consultant to Joe Biden, but she was the uh, presidential campaign communications director for Edge when he was still running for it. Like, here's the quote. He comes across as a genuine regular guy and not an overly programmed politician, Smith said. The narrative as Biden as a gaffe machine overlooks the reality that Joe Biden's brand is being good old regular Joe, Uncle Joe. And sometimes the things that he says don't come out quite right, but that's part of his appeal as a politician. Some people underestimate how baked in the cake some of this is about Joe Biden and how the fact that he isn't a slick-talking, points-oriented politician works to his benefit. Most people don't speak in perfect prose. (laughs) I'm going like... Okay, under promise, over deliver. Okay, now, she says that. Oh, it's Joe. Yeah, some of the things he says doesn't make sense. Now, let's say he comes out and he eviscerates Trump on to you know on Tuesday night, and he just comes that would out be his doppelganger and just did that. just wipes the floor with Trump, you know, mm-hmm. and and makes uh, makes uh, Chris Wallace you know like uh, you know look like a you know a little kid trying to moderate a debate. Okay, so then people go. Oh, my God, that Biden guy, he's the best ever. Oh, man, I can't believe how good he is. Because under promise, over deliver. So what they're doing is they're essentially setting him up to be, you know, sort of like he's been. We play the goofy things where he says, you know, since like, you know, you know, and it says here, where's, hold on, I got to go back a page. My thing's screwed up here. I can't get all this. Let me try this. Hold on a minute. I can't. I can't find him right now. Say something for a minute. Something for a minute. <laughs> mm-hmm. So um, today is Thursday, and okay, here we go. Here, like he says things like, well, "I wasn't finished." Ain't nobody got time for that. No, that's not what he says. He says things like, "I got hairy legs that turn blonde in the sun." And he says things like, "I got hairy legs." And he says things like, And the kids used to come up and reach in the pool and rub my leg down so it was straight and then watch the hair come back up again. So in other words, they're saying that that's his charm and that's why people will go, oh, we're going to elect Joe Biden. You know, I mean, and and you know what? I, I, I love it. It's to the point where where, you know, I mean, you know, you can frame anything that, you you know, you could say like, hey, you know, um. That Adolf Hitler guy, he wasn't really that bad of a guy. He got a lot of bad oh. press. You know, he he really he really he really was really a nice guy. He gave to charity. Had a dog. You know, had a dog. Yeah, had had a girlfriend. Treated her real nice. Bought her clothes. You know, yeah, yeah. Well, what about the fact that he exterminated? You know, he did. You know, the Holocaust, and he you know he killed yeah, all he, these. He oh, killed no, millions but, of oh, people. Oh no, no, but he he was he's a nice guy. Nice guy. You know, you had to get to know him. You know, he had a little couple you know a couple rough edges, but past that nice guy you know what i mean 
I mean, it's like, you know, I mean, like you sometimes you hear these stories about about people who are like serial murderers and the next door neighbor would say like, oh, you know, he kept his grass cut. Um, you know, he took his trash he out. Kept on his two, grass cut. He, he, you know, That's a thing. He te- he kept, well, to some people, I mean, I could t- <laughs> I could tell you a story. I have someone that I know quite well, let's put it that way, that now lives in a house where two neighbors on one side are retired dudes, two neighbors on the other side are retired dudes. And what do they do? They walk their dogs all day long. They cut their grass sometimes two and three times a day. And then they will come over and talk to the person that I know and say, hey, your grass looks bad. Your lawnmower needs the blade sharpened. I don't like the way you cut the edges on your driveway. Okay. Did she tell them? <laughs> Never mind. No, because she's not that type of a person. Oh, you know? I'm sorry. That was me. I was confused. <laughs> right. That's not that type of a person. See, once again, I mean, like, and, and I'm, I'm going like, you know, I, if somebody did that to me, I'd go like, okay. I mean, you know, I got a situation with that right now. You know the deal I'm talking about, right? I got somebody who sends me nasty, terrible texts about a piece of property. And, I mean, says nasty things to me. And this guy is a multimillionaire. And it's like, but he's retired. And it's like, okay, dude, go back to work. You know, get some real problems in your life. You know what I mean? I mean, like, or go volunteer somewhere. You know, go, 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 go work at the at the Salvation Army in St. Charles and help them serve lunch and stuff like that. You know, and then see what what you know how good you got it, and and see what the real problems other people have. Go down and volunteer. You know, at at, at uh, you know the St. Louis Children's Hospital and these poor kids that are in there for they could volunteer for Wings of Hope. Well, for you know poor you know help these poor kids that are in there for you know cancer treatment. You know, I mean. And all the people that that you know don't have the you know the the uh, the you know the privilege and everything that you had and don't get me wrong I'm not like one of these people who go, well it's white privilege you know people work hard maybe they don't work hard maybe they're trust fund babies and you know their dad or mom had a lot of money and they came into it you know I have no problem with that you know I mean just because I'm I'm broke and they're rich you know what I get it that's life but by the same token you know don't give me the you know well I you know I'm going to tell you how to run your life because I run my life perfectly yeah right. You know what I'm saying? I do. Next break, we're going to okay. talk about your situation yesterday, which I find fascinating. My situation? Oh, yeah. Besides you talking talk to me like this, no <laughs> after she has the tooth pulled. That know. was funny. I mean, as soon as I got out of the She out calls of the office, me, like, and she's like, Brad, can you understand a word like, I'm I'm, I'm going to talk to you. I'm like, I, I kept, I kept, I kept trying to be nice to you, saying, "Shelly, you shouldn't. You've just got a tooth pulled. Don't talk to me. You know, when you go home, lay down for a while." Didn't I exactly say that? Didn't I say, "Go yes, home, you did. lay down you for did, a while"? But I wanted to talk because <laughs> oh, you left it out there as a thing, and I, and I don't I left do what left out there, out there a, things. I left what out there as a thing. The conversation. You called me. You, you called me, and I was returning your call. But I called you and you said, I'm at the dentist. And I said, 
call me when you're done. I didn't mean like when you're done with gauze in your mouth. I mean like when you can talk normal <laughs> again. You know what I mean? I mean like that would be like you calling me up and going, hey, sh-, you know, hey, you know, like you said, hey, Brad. I mean, saying, hey, Shelly, I'm, I'm, I'm just about ready to go under anesthetic. I'm laying on the table here. Uh, they're doing bypass surgery around me. Can I call you back after they're done? You know, I'm not going to be calling you back after they're done doing a heart bypass on me. It's going to be a couple of days. You know what I'm saying? You're just funny. Yep, seven twenty. Yeah, funny looking. Seven twenty-six. Westplex one hundred seven point one. It is BS in the morning. I'm Shelly. She is Brad. You there, Shelly? I am here. You know, I shouldn't be doing this, but um, <laughs> I am but going you're to. You're going to anyway. No, here's what I'm going to do. I just put. What? I just put somebody new into my phone book. And I'm going to do something that normally I, I, I don't do when I'm on the air. I'm going to text somebody. And there it is right there. There's the person's name. And I'm going to, as a matter of fact, if, if you want, I'll, I'll give you the phone number and the name of this person uh, when I'm done uh, because of the fact that you are, you know, welcome to text him as well, too. Dear, ready for this? No, good morning. Barack, A-R-A-C-K. It's two R's. No, it's no, hold on, it's just one R, isn't it? B-R, isn't it Barack? Isn't B-A-R-A-C-K? Isn't that Barack Obama? B-A-R-A-C-K? I don't know. Good morning, Barack. Uh, so why are you texting Barack Obama? Glad to... I, no, hold on, I don't want to say that. I think it's great that... You gave out your text number. I'm Brad, and with my co-host Shelly, <laughs> we do a morning radio show called BS in the morning. I'm sending this text to Barack Obama. Of of course you are. Our web address is www.bbs in the morning dot show and we are actually on a radio station that has the call letters of K K R A P and that's no K R A P. Okay. Um Okay. Here I'm gonna put please call me at three one four dash two eight zero dash eight 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 zero and set set up a time 
when we can interview you on the air. Okay, let me read it back. Good morning, Barack. I think it's great that you gave your number, you gave your text, that gave out your text number. I'm Brad, and with my co-host Shelly, we do a morning show called BS in the Morning. Our web address is www.bsinthemorning.show, and we actually, and we are all, we are actually on a radio station that has the call letters KRAP, and that's no crap. Please call me at 314-280-8880 and set up a time when we can interview, when, when we can interview you and you got your phone too close to the microphone on the air. Okay, bunk, and I send it. Okay? Yesterday, this is a true story. I'm not making this up. Yesterday, he came out, and you know, this has got to be, there's some goofy, weird thing where, where you know, there's it's probably some, you know, I'll probably get some auto auto responder back. Hi, thanks for contacting me. Great to hear from you, Barack. Here's the story. Obama gives his phone number uh, out. Send me a text. That's the quote. And he says, all right, let's try something new. The 44th president tweeted to his nearly 123 million followers. If you're in the United States, oh, I got a response. Send me a text at 773-365-9687. Write down that number. 773-365-9687. I want to hear from you, how you're doing, what's on your mind, and how you're planning on voting this year. I'll be in touch from time to time to share what's on my mind, too. Okay, let's see what I got back. I got something back. Um, oh, yeah, here it is. Oh, this is uh, this is a community.com site. Oh, here we go. I know what this is. You know what community.com is? I don't. Yeah, it's like Gary V uses that, and it drives me nuts because because you get the you get the messages. They they truncate the messages. It's more than like 80 characters or something like that. And you get them and they're out of sequence. So in other words, the first one you get is like... Those are the kind of texts that you get from me, isn't it? No, usually yours are in sequence. But some of these automated services, I don't know if it's a problem. They can't deal with the iPhone or stuff like that. Because I could get into a technical explanation that technically if if I have an iPhone and you have an iPhone, when I send you a text, I'm not sending you a text. I'm actually sending you an iMessage. It's not usually you know going over the system as a text. But if you have an Android, like you do, and I send you something... It goes over as a text. But if you send me something long, you know, because of the fact that you're an Android person, it gets truncated into like three or four, you know, it chops it up into three or four different little bits. So this is yeah. a this is a community.com thing, you know, and you click on the thing and you're hearing again, what a scam. You know, you know, add yourself community.com. Yeah. So in other words, and see what they do is this is God, this is like here we go. Saying, yeah, he says, add yourself to the phone book. There he is, Barack Obama, except, okay, so now I'm in his community. Check your texts, okay? And there's going to be a thing that'll come back. That'll, it'll bounce back. It'll say, say, hey, you sure? Yeah, here we go again. It, 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 you know, beeps, you know, like that. Barack Obama, here we go. Yeah, like, you know, like, a, uh, okay, I've got your number saved. Good to be connected. More from me soon. But first, the required legalese. Message frequency will vary. Message and data rates apply. Reply help for help. Stop to cancel any time. BS. You know? I mean, I'm not saying, you know, once again, I give my what, phone... you think it's BS that they're not going to be coming to you? No, it's, B, it's BS that what he's done is... God, this, this now this ticks me off. This is like me signing up for, like, hey, sign up for our, 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 our weekly newsletters, and you get, like, 14 a day. You know what I mean? 
I mean, you know, I mean, it's like, it's all automated. He's not doing this. He probably doesn't even know what a text is. Well, he does. But, but you know what I mean? I mean, like this. Well, he knows what a Twitter is. Well, this is a scam. Like I said, it's a scam. He's not reading any of this, you know. Oh, God. And, and, and you know what's interesting? What? I give my number out all the time. 314-280-8880. If you call and me right now. get it wrong all the time. And if you don't believe that's my number, I'm right here with the microphone on. Call me right now. You will hear the phone ring, okay? So nobody's going to call because nobody listens. But the point being is that I remember hearing a guy, uh, and he was a local guy. I don't think he does this anymore. But he used to go and he used to talk to, to companies about how, um, how you... You, uh, uh, you know, you you work so hard on advertising to your customers, and you talk to them about, oh, we're we're always here for you, and oh yeah, <laughs> smart ass, it's you. <laughs> Hold on a minute here, it's you on the phone, right? Say something. No, I hung up on you. I'm sorry. It was. I already hung up. <laughs> So, so anyway, this guy, that's pretty funny. Thanks for Shelly. smart donkey, you. <laughs> you, you. I called you smart ass, didn't I? I'm sorry. Yeah, smart yeah, donkey. Did. That's what I meant. Okay. <laughs> so th- this guy used to go, this guy used to talk about how, how, and he used to do this to like Fortune 500 companies. He was invited as a guest speaker. And obviously he was selling, you know, his services. And he would talk about like, you spend all this money on PR agencies. And then, you know what his, his deal was? He said to the what? guys in the audience, like CEOs and things like that. And he said to him, have you ever called your own company? And there's like this silence in the audience. And he says, no. And he starts calling out people. You. Who are you? Well, I'm Joe Smith. I'm president of XYZ Corporation. Okay. Do you have a number? 800 number? Yeah, we do. Have you ever called it? Well, uh, well no. I've never called it. I have private numbers into all my key people. Um, you know, and I have their cell phones, but I never, you know, okay, try calling your 800 number sometime. And he would do this on stage where he would like grab a phone and start dialing these numbers. And, you know, when it was like, hi, thanks for calling XYZ Corporation. Please listen carefully as our menu has, options have changed. Uh, there are 42 menu options, so please listen carefully. Option number one, you know, and it's like, well, okay. I just stopped doing business with a company because, and I think you know who I'm talking about. I just stopped doing business with a company because once upon a time, you could call people and talk to someone. Now it's impossible to get uh, somebody live on the phone. I saw one of my I saw one of my engineering buddies just the other day, and I'm not going to say his name because I don't want to embarrass him. If he th- if you know that if he and he on his Facebook page he was complaining about a certain company that a lot of people in the St. Louis area do business with, and about how he can no longer get a live person on the phone, and you can't ever talk to anybody, you know, and if you leave a message, you get called back in two or three days and stuff like that. And the point being is that 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 you and I have changed, and I did this to the point where you and I have changed some things where I thought to myself, you know what, I'm not going to be one of these hypocrites. I'm not going to hide behind a, you know, a voicemail greeting and stuff like that. I'm just going to turn all that stuff off. And when people call my phone, if I'm not busy, you know, if I'm not in a meeting or another call, I'll just answer the damn phone. And what's crazy is I've done it. I have people go like, you answered your phone. 
I, and the way it used to work was with both Shelly and I, you called and you got high. And it was sort of a cool system because what it did was it was like what they called, what was it, follow me roaming or something like that? Where, yes. it, where you know, it, it, we greeted. And then what it did was in the background, it's calling our cell phone. And if we don't answer, it's calling our office phone. And if we don't answer, then you get the voicemail. But you get like 30 seconds of music, you know. And what it's really trying to do is it's trying to find us. Well, people would think like, oh, God, they put me on hold. Blah, 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 blah. And they're like, okay, done with that, you know. I mean, and, and to the point where, where nowadays, and even to the point where I was one of the very first customers on Shopify, which is now this huge site where you can sell stuff on it. I mean, yeah. I loved it. And they had excellent customer service. And I sold stuff on there. I actually sold advertising, Tom. And this is going back like 2008, 2009, 2010, and made some money on it. It was a good service. Well, then they got super popular. And to the point where you could never like super lonely, only different. No, they got they got super popular and you could never, ever, ever get anybody on the phone. And the goofy thing was, if you had a technical question, they would say, like, you know, hey, uh, you know, if you have a technical question, leave, you know, leave a voice message for us and we promise we'll get back to you. We'll get. That's not what they said. But anyway, they said we'll. We promise that we'll get back to you. We promise that we'll get back to you within seventy-two hours. But if this is a Thursday or Friday, we won't get back to you till Monday or Tuesday. I'm going. Okay, done with this company. See you later. Bye. You know what I mean? It was gone. Yeah. You know. And I figured out how to do my own my own uh, uh, e-commerce sites. Dunk. Haven't looked back since, and I've saved myself a ton of money because I don't use Shopify anymore. You know, don't gone. And yet I've heard, it's funny, I heard this guy being interviewed on NPR and he talks about, well, we we stress our excellent customer service. And I'm driving along listening to this interview. I'm going like, dude, have you ever called your 800 number? You can't talk to anybody. You know, and then you get the ones that are like, like, you know, I'm, I'm almost like everyone now. It's like, you know, uh, please listen carefully because we've recently changed our menu options. If you're a human being that breathes, press one. Boom, you press one. If you're a human being that breathes normally aspirated air, press one. If you have an oxygen mask, press two. If you breathe in nitrogen trying to commit suicide, press three. You know, it's like, uh, okay, what? Really? <laughs> I mean, it's like, whatever, you know. Why do you think of things like that? I don't know. It's like, it's like you know what? I have to tell you something. What? Last night, all the intercom stations across the country and all the intercom stations in St. Louis ran this special mental health thing between 6 and 8. And oh, for suicide people. Right, right. And you know what? I listened for about what? 10 minutes, and I wanted to shoot myself. I'm not even going to acknowledge that you said that. 748, Westplex 107.1. <laughs> it is BS in Just the morning. Just had to put that in there, didn't you? <laughs> it is BS in the morning. Okay. Uh, okay. Uh, I just read this. I thought it was, I mean, this is the aviation nut in me. Remember that that terrible crash? Uh, Dale Art Earnhardt, Earnhardt Jr. and his wife and his uh, young daughter yes. were on that plane crash yes, 2019. Um, almost killed. Uh, matter of fact, uh, they couldn't get the door open. The plane crashed, went off the end of the runway, went through a fence, caught on fire. They couldn't get the door open. They kicked the door open, finally got out. Uh, FAA said, uh, N- uh, NTSB and uh, the investigators say it was pilot air. Uh, matter really? of fact, they have, they have the uh, cockpit voice recorder, <clears throat> and the co-pilot said to the pilot, I don't need to tell you, we're really fast. 
Copilot told the pilot who was flying the plane shortly before the agency's final report in- includes the pilot's decisions, quote, resulted in a bounced landing, a loss of airplane control, landing gear collapse, and a runway excursion. I love the terms they use, a runway excursion. Hey, they That's ran. That's a real thing, too. Well, they ran off the runway is what they did, but they called a runway excursion, okay? I mean, like all that aviation stuff. The pilots did not properly use the speed brakes and thrust reversers to stop the plane, and because of that, they lost the ability to go around and make a second attempt at landing. Years and years and years and years ago, I used to live by the airport. And I remember this, Guy Phillips, you know, Mr. Smarty Pants. He knows everything. If you don't believe him, just ask him. Uh, but uh, who just retired. And you know what I say, the number one cause of death in the United States is retirement. I hope he lives a long life because I worry about him now. But anyway, the point being is that he was a pilot. And I lived out by the airport. And this was when Lambert was like super, 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 super busy. And I told him about all the go-rounds I'd see. And essentially, if you don't know what a go-round is, you know, the air traffic controller clears the planes. They line them up. They're on approach. And for whatever reason, the plane in front of them didn't get off the runway quick enough or, you know, something happened. Like sometimes, um, um, you know, you know, you being former F.A., sometimes they will see like a flock of birds or something like that. Or in Migratory some, waterfowl. Right. In some cases, you actually get like, you know, you know, wildlife that gets out into the runway, you know. Normally, it's a spacing issue where, you know, the the plane hasn't, you know, the plane in front of them hasn't cleared the runway yet. And the air traffic controller will issue a go around. You know, he'll say, you know, you know, you know, American 5205, um, you know, a little bit short space there. uh, Go, go, go around. We'll try it again. Or if the pilot thinks that there's something wrong, he's coming a little bit too fast or he doesn't like whatever the situation is. And he determines that he's not going to be able to make a proper landing. He will tell the tower you know tower american 5203 uh you know we're gonna go go around uh, we just didn't like the way things are setting up for our approach whatever okay happens all the time so i said that the guy one day and he goes well that never happens i go it happens all the time i see it i see these planes you know go around so you know guy mr smarty pants who knows everything in the world he calls up the air traffic control tower at Lambert with me sitting there. You know, I'm in, I'm in his office at the old radio station in Clayton. And he gets, like, the air traffic controller supervisor, right, who I guess you can get on the phone, right? I mean, this is back in the day before the Internet. He looked it up in the phone book. I remember that. And yeah, we got, you could. We got the number for the tower. And this was back before voicemail. And someone from a government agency actually picked up the phone and answered it live. Remember when that used to happen? Now you call yes, government numbers all day long and you get voicemail. It's all you get. Okay. So, and so he's got it on speakerphone and the guy said, hi, this is Guy Phillips, Phillips and Wall. You've listened to our show, right? Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, I've got Brad in the studio here with me and he's saying that uh, he lives out by the airport and there's a lot of go-rounds. And the air traffic controller says, yeah, that's right. That's what he says. It was so funny. And Guy's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm a pilot. How is that? And the, guy, and the guy explains to him, well, you know, sometimes it's initiated by the air traffic controller. Sometimes it's initiated by the pilot. And it's usually a spacing issue, you know, because that was when Lambert was busy. You know, and he, you know, he said, you know, sometimes we get these guys that, that don't clear the runway in time, you know, for whatever reason, you know, it's like, and he says, especially if the weather's like if the runways are wet then you know, the braking conditions aren't optimal. And these guys end up, you know, having the role, you know, they'll miss a taxiway. You know, I'm talking about a lot of times the air traffic controllers will say, you know, you know, know what you're take about. taxiway, bravo, you know, and if they're going too fast, they'll go past that taxiway and then they'll ask the, you know, the ground controller or whatever, hey, you know, we missed Bravo. Can we take Charlie or whatever, you know? And so, so, so the guy's going, yeah, happens all the time. And guy looks at me like, well, I, 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 I would never known that. You know, it's like, dude, you know, you know what I'm saying? It was just sort of funny, you know? 
and I'm not trying to say I'm the expert, but it's to the point where it's like anybody who's been around like a major airport, you see that all the time, you know, because of the fact that, you know, you don't have that hardly happen at all anymore at Lambert because, you know, there's, there's only no like planes at Lambert. Know, there's only like two planes an hour that come in now. <laughs> I and, think Chesterfield actually surpasses them. Oh, man. I was in, I, I won't tell that story, I, where I was last night, and it was cool because I'm in a store and a plane flew right over the roof. I'm thinking to myself, man, I'd love to work here. You know, there was a plane that was, this was in the early morning yesterday. It wasn't even practically light outside. And there was a plane that was, you know, it was a big, it was a big commercial plane. And it was flying really low. Oh, that was the ghost of Bob Richards. Yeah, bless his heart. 801. Westplex 107.1. Still enjoy that song. Hold on. Say something. My voice is going again. I clear my throat. Hold on. Okay, so um, I just wanted to give a shout out to Salt River Automotive. I'm going to take my car in there because my um, my right front headlight is intermittent, and I don't understand why. I just got it out of the oh. shop. Oh, I can tell you. It passed inspection. I can tell you why. Why? Loose nut behind the steering wheel. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, so Salt River is going to take care of me. If you want to know where they're at, they're actually on um, um, 79 and 70, actually on Salt River Road. And, uh, it, you know, they're just they're just good souls there. They, they know what they're doing. They have, um, a, they have one account that's got um, 36 vehicles. That's a fleet vehicle. They, they take care of fleet vehicles. They take care of personal vehicles. They just they will take care of you. Anything cars, they've. They will take care of you. And I want to talk about Angie Harness, who, as Shelly calls her, the sultry minx. Uh, yeah. And I don't know if that's I told her I said. I told her I, 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 told, and, and, I said that on the air. And she was okay. She laughed. She, she, was, was, she was okay with that? She didn't say any problem with that? Okay. No. Even though that's the, the pen name of someone who writes pornographic books? but. <laughs> Yeah, well, there's a there's also another there's another Shelly Barr that um, is, is an artist up in Canada. She's a porn star up in artist up in Canada. I know that. I've I've been there before. No, I I really Man, doubt that. That, that crazy night and in it's Montreal. It's funny that you say that because <laughs> my name is Shelly Tracy. Yes. Um, but my mom was going to name me Shelly Dawn, but somebody told her it sounded like a stripper. Yeah. Well, there's that website you can go ahead and put your name and it gives you your stripper name. You know. So anyway, uh, Angie Harness. Excellent real estate agent. She, yes, she is. She knows her business. Whether, whichever side you're on, buyer, seller, she can help you. Looking for a house, she can find yes, it for you. Yes, she can, and she helps the family as well. Trying to sell your house, she can help you with that. She's good. You'll feel She's one of those people that when you first meet her, you will feel comfortable with her because yes. she sort of just has that attitude she's about her. She's got this beautiful aura. She's right, just right. She just She's an amazing right. human. She's and she's an and she's not a a like, "Hi, I'm a real estate agent and no, I, she's not. I can do all sorts of great things she's for real. you." She's real. Yeah, she's a real person. Okay. Um 808. Good morning to you. BS in the morning. I'm Shelly. She's Brad. The web address for the station is westplex1071.com and uh our personal address for for the uh show is bsinthemorning.show. Shelly went to, and don't specifically say where you were because of the fact that I don't want to have people get mad at us because what I'm going to say, Shelly went to an event yesterday where there were politicians who were pontificating about why you should vote for them. Essentially, wasn't that what it was? Pretty much just saying, vote for me because I'm great, right? 
No, that wasn't yesterday. Well, what, what, what there were politicians there? What were they saying? Don't vote for they me. They were. It was actually. Um, it it was a. It was a politician. It, but well, I don't know. If, I guess he's qualified as a politician. It was the. Um, don't say. The, the election. Man. Oh, well, he's the super politician. And I know exactly what you're talking about now. And yes. I'm, I'm not going to mention his name, but here's a guy who is, when he was actually in an elected office, I don't think he's, I don't think, trying to think if that office he's in is an elected office or appointed office. Anyway. It's when, an elected office. Well, when he was in a state elected office, I contacted him several times from the do advertising with us, and he would never do it. But yet, I heard him say, "Well, I do business. I don't. I do business locally whenever I can." And yet, he was buying ads on Facebook and Twitter and you know stuff like that, which drives yes. which drives me crazy because it does. You know me what? As well. If you don't want to do business with us, I get it, but don't put on this facade of like I I I do business with local people. I only I don't do any national business. I believe in helping the small business person, the people that are local. Okay, like we're one of a handful of radio stations that's locally owned and operated. Um, and we get no business from any of the politicians. None of them. We don't. Nuh-uh. And 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 what's crazy Except is Blaine Luke Meyer. Well, he's Rebecca like McKelvey. He's like the only one. And yeah. I, and, and once yeah. again, look, I'm not whining. You know, maybe this sounds like I'm whining, but you know what? I believe this is a wine-free zone. No, right? no, 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 no. I believe that that you can spend your money wherever you want. Okay, but absolutely. But don't tell me. That you are like I buy I, I buy local and then you buy Facebook you know it's like okay your money's going to wherever the hell it goes California and for you know uh, what's his face uh, you know to buy a you know three more new houses do you know the story he, the street he lives on he's bought all the houses on the street do you know that no Zuckerberg yeah he he has no neighbor well the na- his the neighbors are him so to the point where he doesn't have any problem with the neighbors because he owns all the houses and you get a house <laughs> right? and you no get he doesn't a house he doesn't give them away he just keeps them vacant because of the fact that way he doesn't have any neighbors okay so so and I'm going to mention names on this because like I said I think this guy is a phony baloney Josh Hawley okay I'll say right up front he's a phony yeah baloney. he wasn't there yesterday but I I believe. He's a phony as well. Okay, because... He double speaks. I don't like that. Well, first off, okay, when he runs for attorney general and he says, I will not use the... If you elect me attorney general, I will not use my job as a stepping stone to another position, okay? And he's attorney general for a year and he's running for senator. It's like, okay, hold on. You know what, dude, don't don't give me the, I'm not going to use this job as a stepping stone. And then a year later, you're running for senator. And then... You know, then the deal with, I don't know if you know the story, that according to the Constitution of the state of Missouri, for whatever reason, and I think this goes back like to the 1800s, that the attorney general must live in Jefferson City. And I believe that goes back to the day when if there was some kind of a critical issue with the state and, you know, the attorney general is the head legal officer of the state of Missouri. If there was some critical issue that had to be dealt with, that the attorney general lived right there in Jefferson City. Okay. I mean, you know, once again, I think the Constitution still says that. Well, he just flaunted the Constitution, said, eh, I'll live where I want. He lived outside of Columbia. Now, I know Columbia's not that far away from Jefferson City, but once again, it's like uh, there's another guy who's sort of going through that right now. It's like, you know, don't pull the phony baloney where you say this is where you live and you don't. Don't rent an apartment somewhere and say, well, this is where I live, but you never live there. You know, and that's you know what, you're not on the air, right? I'm not? Nope. I don't know what to tell you. Talk some more.
Oh, there I am. Okay, back. Yep, there I don't know you go. Okay. Uh, anyway, so the, the the point being is that that um, we get these politicians, and they will come to events we're at, and they'll say, "We we you know we we you know support the local community, and we do this and we do that," and yet once again, I'm not saying they have to buy advertising with us, you know, but yet. Don't tell me that you support the local community and then you're buying stuff on Facebook and Twitter and, you know, and you're spending most of your money on Channel 5. You know, once again, that's not, it's a local TV station, but it's not owned here, you know. And it's even to the point where, shall we say, and we won't mention what city this is, but you and I had a meeting. Remember that meeting with the head dude who, uh, you know, is in charge of, you know, promoting commerce within this city and A... He laughed at us about trying to get, you know, do some advertising. And B, we find out he doesn't even live in the state. You know, I'm going, okay, hold on a minute now. (laughs) I'm scratching my head on that one. Now, once again, you know what? Live where you want. If you want to own business, if you own a business and you're in, you know, and your business is in Kirkwood, and if you want to live in Colorado, I don't have a problem with that. I don't. But yet, when you work for the government... And you're getting a paycheck from, you know, a municipality or a county or even a state, at least live there. You know what I mean? Yes, I do. And and remember, he bragged about all the money he spent with an out-of-town company doing advertising. And I'm going like, okay, I'm, I'm sort of done with this, you know? And And once again, I'm not trying to say people should spend money with us. You know what? You got your money. If you don't like this radio station... Just like my mom, there's a button, you hit the off button, we're gone. If you don't like the clients on our radio station, you don't have to go buy anything from them. We're just saying, look, here's people that support this radio station. We would we would ask you to, if your electrical box needs to be repaired, call Caleb at Extreme Electrical. If you want to sell or buy a house, call Angie Harness. If you want to get you know your bugs taken out of your house, call Jeff Vogel saying or call Don Dan Kreider. You know if you want uh, you know or it, Noel Buckingham our, with right, uh, our, our, Buckingham Pest Control. Right, or Noel Buckingham. If you want, if you you know if you need something, uh, if you need your your roof repaired, RRSA. You know we suggest those people mainly because of the fact that a we know them. You know b do they pay us? Yes, but c. We've had personal experience with them most of the time. And like, for example, RRSA has put a roof on a place for us. Excellent job. Excellent job. Went above and beyond the call of duty. Not because it's us, just because that's the way he always does. You know, same thing with, with, with uh, you know, with Caleb, Extreme Electrical. He's got guys that, you know, that he's trained and, you know, they do the job. And if they don't do the job, you know, they go back and do it over again, which doesn't happen. But, you know, he's, he's a good guy. You know, I mean. He's a very good man. Right, right. And it's to the point where it's like. You know, the goofy thing, we go to these Chamber of Commerce meetings, and they'll always talk about if you spend a dollar, you know, with a local merchant, that dollar goes, you know, into that local bank account. And then, you know, or or that merchant takes that dollar and buys something down the street or goes buys dinner at at Ethel's or something like that. Um, You know, you know what I'm saying? And then Ethel's takes that dollar and, you know, it goes to, you know, it goes into a salary and you tip the waitress at Ethel's and that money you give her, you know, helps her make her house payment or make her rent payment and maybe make her car payment, maybe, you know, take care of her kids or, you know, you know what I'm saying? And, and, but yet when you go to Wally world, money goes down to, to, you know, Arkansas. When you go to, uh, you know, Home Depot, 
money goes down to um, Atlanta. When you go to, you know, I mean, you know, pick a pick a company and you know, go through, you know, drive up and down Highway K. And there are some locally owned businesses on Highway K and O'Fallon, but most of them are, you know, franchise. Well, not franchises, but, you know, company stores, you know, and money just, you know, Walgreens, CVS, you know, money doesn't stay local, you know. So Shelly sends this letter to this guy, uh, email, about, you know, hey, you know, it's nice to meet you, um, you know, and, and you talked about, you know, hey, we're locally owned. We're one of the few radio stations in the St. Louis area that's local owner and blah, 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 blah. And he sends you back some little comment like, Thank you very much. I'm not in charge of that. I'll pass your email on. Like, okay, blow you off, right? I totally had a Jerry <laughs> Maguire moment. <laughs> well, well, he just sort of blew you off in two sentences, right? Well, no, actually, I thought that was more of an action-oriented response. Oh, he's not going to do anything, you know? Because he's, he sent it to the appropriate people. And you know what the appropriate people is? They used to call it the, the circular file, you know, back in the day when you used paper. You know, yeah, yeah, file we'll, 36. We'll file this, you know, the circular file, trash can, you know. Or, you know, he sent it to the appropriate person. He sent it to, he, he forwarded it to the, to, the, uh, to the scammers in Nigeria. Oh, I got that guy's address in Nigeria. Oh, let's have fun with Shelly. I'll send this, this email that she sent to me. I'll send it to one of those guys in Nigeria. And then they'll, you See, know. See, I completely disagree. I think that. <laughs> I mean, he responded to me, oh, so that was one. Terse. Two, um, I, I really do think that he did. He forwarded my letter uh, to the powers that be, and uh, we'll see what happens. I'm, I'm kind of optimistic about it because evidently that's not something he did before, and I had been reaching out to him for quite a while. Well, you know, I mean, look, I'm by no means... Mr. Perfect. And there's a lot of things that, I mean, you know, I am like, you know, as, as Chris Highfill would attest, I am a sinner. Okay. On a daily basis, I sin. Okay. Sometimes they're bad. As we all do. Right. Right. Sometimes they're little things. Sometimes they're not so little things, you know, and, uh, you know, I'm not a traffic violator like, like Shelly. 39 well, on the interstate. <laughs> you know, I, didn't, <laughs> I didn't tell you this. I don't want to sound like I'm turning into like an old crabby dude, but I was coming out of downtown was it a week ago? I don't even know why I was downtown. I'm coming out downtown. It's night. And I'm driving west on 70. And I probably got past. And I was, you know, I set my cruise control, I think, for a while, 70 coming out of downtown. I think it's 55. And then it bumps up to 60. So I normally set my cruise control, whatever the speed limit is, plus 5. You know, so if, it's, if the, if the, the you, know, speed, you know, speed limit's 60, I'm doing 65, right? So I'm coming out of downtown. And between... Um, the city limits where you come up there to, um, what is it, Goodfellow, um, I got passed by three or four cars were racing down the highway. And I'm telling you, they were doing like 90, 100 miles an hour. And then I got a little further, got into the county in Cool Valley, had a car go by me probably at 120 to the point where. And then last night, I had a guy come up to me. I'm in, I'm in the right lane. You know, the, you know, I'm going south in 170. I'm in the right lane. And I'm I look in my rearview mirror. Don't know why. This has happened to me three times now where I look in my rearview mirror and somebody smashes into me. And I look in my rearview mirror and go, oh, my God, that guy is going to hit me. And, he's, and because there's a car to my left, so I'm in you know, three lanes in southbound 170. I'm in the right lane, car to the center. car. So there's three cars. And you know I'm doing 65, and the car next to me is starting to pass me. And the guy in the fast lane, the guy passes me on the shoulder and almost hits me. And I'm telling, Don't you hate when people do that? I'm telling you. It's like, dude, when, when I was say, that worth it? When I say almost hits me, I'm going like, okay, here we go. I'm going to get hit again. 
because I just sort of, you know, grip the steering wheel a little harder, and I mean, he just, and then, you know, he misses me coming around me, and then swerves back in in front of me to the point where I tapped my brakes going like, crap. You know, if he would have done that just like a split second earlier, he would have taken off my right front fender. And I'm thinking to myself, boy, would I love to be a cop right now. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh, I could use that extra 50. Would I love to reach down and hit that button and turn on all those lights, all those big flashing red, white, and blue lights. I know. Hit that siren That's button. That's on my bucket list. You know, Hopefully go, go I'm not like, in back with, and, you know, know, with fisticuffs. And, and, you know, and pull that dude over and just walk up to his car and just say, okay, explain to me what you just did. <laughs> you know, don't you know who i am no no yeah you know like like <laughs> did you not did you i mean like you know the shoulder's there for reason and it's not for you to pass at like 90 miles an hour you know and like i said i don't want to sound like an old guy but remember you know once again i'm a former traffic reporter and we used to deal with the modot people all the time and sometimes had them on as guests and things like that and the one highway engineer always said the majority of accidents on the interstate happen when you have vehicles traveling at disproportionate speeds to one another. If you got somebody who's doing the speed limit and somebody comes up behind him at 100, that's not going to work out real well because he's going to be swerving around traffic and who knows. And you see, if you go on, on YouTube, you can watch all these, what they call the karma fails. Have you ever seen these before? You see, no, but oh, you, oh, um, I've probably experienced oh, a couple oh, of them a, on the interstate. No, especially the guys with all the expensive cars, the Lambos and the Corvettes and the Ferraris. These guys who are like, you know, hey, man, I just bought my, you know, $300,000 Ferrari. And they go, you know, sometimes they, you know, like, it's funny. Sometimes they have videos of these guys smashing their cars coming out of the dealership. They're brand new. You know, but you see the guys who are going down the street and then they, they stomp on the accelerator in a Lamborghini, like with a V12. And they are not a very good driver they think they're hot shot but they're not and they stomp on the accelerator and the car just you know the tires just break loose and they just go like you know all over the place and smash into things and you know you see brand new corvettes fiberglass flying everywhere and it's like okay like that's what happens when you get (laughs) when you get you know way too much money and you got way too much car and you don't know how to drive it you know i mean you know and is that kind of like the statement that's too much car for you well you know once again i mean you know i mean and look i'm not against you know i mean man if i if i was rich you know i mean i'd i'd if i was a rich man i'd have a c8 right now that's what i'd have that's that's what i i wouldn't want a foreign car i want a c8 so you know if that's if that's you know if i had the money i that's what i'd have right now but, but a what a c8 corvette the new the new corvette the mid-engine thing you know they they what they they, they look like the Transformers. Well, they they look like they they look they they're probably the most European the Corvettes ever looked. It really looks like a like a Lamborghini or a Ferrari or something like that. They're a mid-engine, which has never been done before in a Corvette. The Corvette's always been the traditional engine in the front, rear-wheel drive, uh, and now this is a mid-engine where the engine's actually right behind. Uh, the passenger compartment, and there's actually a little trunk behind it, and there's a frunk in the middle, you know, or in the frunk in the trunk where you are in the trunk in the front where you open it up, and you know, it's the, where the engine used to be. There's nothing. There's like you can put you know golf clubs and stuff like that. I don't know if you need golf clubs in there, but anyway, they call it just like a VW. That's do, nice. Do you know why they call it a C8? Um, it's the eighth, eighth rendition of yeah, the Corvette. It's, yeah, it's the eighth generation. So in other words, the very first one they built in '53 was a C1, and then they came out with a new model. Which you was, didn't know, I knew that. Well, did no, you? but it's one of the things. If you're a Corvette freak, everybody, oh yeah, I got a C7 or I got a C6. I you used know, to have a Corvette. Thing. So did I. Yep. And, and you know why I get rid of my Corvette? Why? My wife got pregnant. 
she drove it every day to work, and my and, and she got to the point where she couldn't drive it anymore, so we sold it. So my oldest son, I always look at him, and I look him in the eye, and I go, you know, I used to have a Corvette, and I sold it because of you. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> Bravo, Brad. Did you really say that to him? Oh, many times. He knows the joke. <laughs> he knows the joke. He's heard it. <laughs> uh-huh. I'm surprised you didn't sell it to him. No, no. Well, hey, keep in mind, he was born 10 pounds, 10 ounces. So Yeah, that's, that's know, like a baby calf. His mother mother had a little God bit... God love your ex-wife. Yeah, he had a little bit trouble. She had a little bit trouble getting behind the steering wheel with a 10-pound, 10 10-ounce 10 kid in her belly. You know what I'm saying? So that's why the yeah. Corvette went bye-bye. You know, she couldn't drive it anymore. So off it goes. See you, bye. You know. Anyway. Aw. And then we bought a car, a brand new car, and I won't mention what it is, which, which literally was a lemon, and the dealership bought it back from us brand new car had it it spent more time in the shop than it did in our driveway and the amazing thing was that's the problem you drive it you drive it home run great go out in the next morning wouldn't start i mean wouldn't start at all wrong 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 sit there wrong 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 you know call you know and like like it happened like a week after we got it Co- tow truck came towed it away you know you know get it back a couple days later. oh yeah was we found the Taurus? problem no 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 it, it wasn't a it was a general motors product and, you know, and then like another week later, go out and, you know, and, you know, run, 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 wouldn't start, you know, you know, I mean, you tow it in. Oh, yeah, we found a problem. And that happened like three or four times. Then the transmission went out three times. Uh, you off- know, I actually had a car that the transmission went out when I was driving. Yeah, well, this one, the clutch, this was a stick and the clutch went out a couple times. And then one of the gears disappeared where you, you couldn't, there was no third gear in anymore. You had to go from second to fourth. And, you know, it was, and, and, you know, once again, this was not a car that was driven hard. You know, my wife drove this car and she's a very, I mean, you know, talking about somebody who has an amazing record, you know, she has never had a ticket. Don't put that out there. No, never had a ticket. Don't put it. Never no, had a don't ticket. Don't put it out there. Never had a ticket, never had an accident in her entire life. Never. You put it out there. Never. I mean, perfect driving record. I mean, how, you know, okay, I mean. mark my words, Brad. Look at me. I mean, I had three accidents in, you know, I had an accident almost every year for three years, and all three people smashed into me. I was, you know, twice I was stopped. And a stoplight, bang, you know, get whacked in the back. That car's totally. And one of those, you almost died. Yeah, the tractor trailer that hit me. You know, yeah. I mean, like, once again, I'm minding my business. He's not. He smashes into me. I almost get killed. They got to cut me out of the car. And like, okay. And people are going like, are you like a bad driver? Well, let me put it to you this way. Twice I got hit at stoplights. You know, so how can you be a bad driver when you're at a stoplight and somebody smashes into you? Remember the first time, the guy... <laughs> The guy gets out of the car and says, I told you this story. He gets out of the car and says, hey, it's all my fault. I was a good. I was driving down. It happened mid Rivers Mall right there at, 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 at between the Home Depot and, and the, the, the Breadco. The guy, you know, uh, I'm at a stop sign, stoplight right there. You know, oh, you, I remember that. Where you turn into, what is that, Sally Beauty Supply, whatever. Like, I'm at that stop sign right there. You make a left, it's you go in the Sally, Home Depot. It's called Ulta. No, no, no. No, I think it's, it's not called Ulta. It's called Beauty Brands. No, I think it's Sally Beauty Supply right there in Mid Rivers. I don't know. Whatever. It's a beauty place right in the corner. You, you, you know, you either go left, you make a left turn into Home Depot, you go right into the little shopping center, or you go straight. I'm in one of the straight lanes, and I look in the rearview mirror and thought, "This guy's not gonna stop." Smash, smash right in the back of my car, and he gets out of the car, you know, and he goes, oh, "I'll write you a check right now." I'll write you? No, no, no. I want to call the police on this one. Go in the parking lot. Cop rolls up. He walks right over to the cop. 
and looks the cop straight in the eye and says, officer's all my fault. I was driving down Midrivers Mall. There's this good-looking gal that came out of bread co in a short skirt. I could not keep my eyes off of her, and I smashed right into this guy. And the cop looks at me and says, well, this is open and shut case. <laughs> you know, my mom was so striking. Her and her friend used to, this is back in the 20s and 30s. Yeah. Um, she, her and her friend would like I walk got, down t- t- the street oh, hold, 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 hold. Whoa, 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 and men would pull up. No, no, no. Uh, I'm, the, I'm going to, huh? I'm going to call BS on you because your mom. That's not true. Your, no, your mom was not a striking beauty in the twenties because what year was she born? Okay. So maybe it was the thirties and forties. Okay. Excuse that's more like me. it. Well, what year was she born? She was born in 29. Okay, well, so she was a striking beauty at 29. She was she was, she was, was six months old, and she was walking down the street, and guys would go, oh, my God, look at that baby. That's the most beautiful baby I've ever seen. Okay, do you feel better? <laughs> yeah, I do. <laughs> okay, good. It's 829. Oh, now you're mad at me, aren't you? No. We're done. No. We're done. Yeah, we are done. Yeah. Done, done. Stick a fork in us. We're done. 830. Have a great day, everybody. It's been a pleasure as usual. Brad. You have a great day.